Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. This is the best of Mark Levin. Happy Labor Day. Levin, our number, 877 You know, so I sit here, prepped for the show, thinking about things, watching the president. You know, when you look at this China virus, and the president says we're rounding the corner, he's right, we are rounding the corner. The mortality rate is way, way down. The use of hospital beds for the virus, way, way down. Testing, way, way up. I'll get to this a little later. The CDC is telling state health officials to get ready to distribute a coronavirus vaccine perhaps as soon as November 1st. That's not the president. That's the CDC. Working with Pfizer and Johnson & Johnson and other magnificent American pharmaceutical companies. And we have therapeutics. Two have been rolled out. More to come. All this has been done in seven months. Seven months. It has been warp speed. For something that's incredibly complicated, that was ubiquitous. And then you look at what Biden and Obama did in 2009 with the swine flu, which wasn't nearly as complicated or ubiquitous as this, and they blew it every step of the way. So it's one thing for Biden and the Democrats to sit back and shoot spitballs. But the fact is, Biden has a record. Then you look at the economy, which we'll get into in a moment, too. It's been unbelievable when you consider major states like California, New York, New Jersey, Illinois are resisting opening up their economies, heavy populations. The unemployment rate drops from over 10% to 8.4%. 
I can remember when Obama was running for re-election, the, Ob- the unemployment rate was about 8.1%. So the economy is definitely picking up four months in a row. More and more, you can see progress, significant progress being made in addressing this virus, whether it's vaccines, whether it's therapeutics, whether you measure it by the mortality rate, which is very, very low, or you measure it by the use of hospital beds, which has been cut by two-thirds. Yes, when the president says we're rounding the corner, we are rounding the corner. And then when you look at the economy, the economy's clawing its way back despite Democrat governors, despite Nancy Pelosi getting her hair done in San Francisco. She's nowhere near Washington, D.C. So without any support, certainly of late, with the Democrat Party or Democrat governors, you can see the economy picking up. Which is why, of course, we get this this smear character assassination effort by Jeffrey Goldberg, who used to slobber all over Obama with the left-wing Atlantic so-called news site. It is a left-wing magazine, or was a magazine, The Atlantic, 60 days before the election, so they stoop so low as to accuse the President of the United States of calling those who are deceased... Military men, losers. And President Donald Trump writes Jeffrey Goldberg. He writes it under his own name. Canceled a visit to the Osni Marne American Cemetery near Paris in 2018. He blamed rain for the last-minute decision, saying that the helicopter couldn't fly and that the Secret Service wouldn't drive him there. Neither claim was true. Trump rejected the idea of the visit because he feared his hair would become disheveled in the rain and because he did not believe it important to honor American war dead, according to four people with firsthand knowledge of the discussion that day. In a conversation with senior staff members on the morning of the scheduled visit, Trump said, why should I go to that cemetery? It's filled with losers. In a separate conversation on the same trip, Trump referred to the more than 1,800 Marines who lost their lives in Bella Wood as suckers for getting killed. Now, now, let's hold on a second. Does that sound like the president we know? No, that sounds like the left. John Bolton, who is an avowed enemy of this president, who wrote an entire book condemning the president, wrote about this subject. But more importantly, he just commented on it today. He commented on it today. And not only he, but Sarah Huckabee Sanders and others were with the president the entire time. And they all deny that that took place. And I suspect you have generals, ex-generals, who really have disgraced themselves in more ways than one, and perhaps others, that the Atlantic is using to substantiate a smear. And yet, on the record, not for anonymous sources, on the record, we have individuals denying that that took place, including John Bolton today. Listen to what he said. Cut 15, go. 
Well, I didn't hear uh, either of those comments or anything uh, even resembling them. I, I was there at the point in time that morning when it was decided that uh, that he would not go to Anmarn Cemetery. Uh, he decided not to do it because of John Kelly's recommendation. It was entirely a weather-related decision, uh, and I thought the proper thing to do. Wasn't about his hair. Wasn't because he didn't want to honor the dead, which he does all the time. And so all day long, and probably all weekend long, this lie will be continually perpetuated. And I don't encourage you to do it. You go to the Drudge Report. It's been sitting on his front page in red. That's when he gets excited. Pushing this lie. He doesn't have the John Bolton quote. Nowhere on his site. But he's not alone. This has been pushed all day by the media. Pushed all day by the Biden campaign. Pushed all day by the DNC. This should backfire. If you're a patriotic American, whatever your party, if you're a veteran, if you're active duty, if you're in the National Guard, you should be repulsed by this kind of phony reporting. You should be disgusted. Again, how do we know it's a lie? John Bolton, among others, on the record, on the record, four anonymous sources who have not revealed themselves, and if they did, you see, they could be examined, cross-examined, questioned. Their motives could be questioned. We need to know when they were there, what they heard, why they heard something so differently than John Bolton and Sarah Huckabee Sanders, among others. The president's surrounded by people. All the time. What did John Bolton say again? Cut 15, go. Well, I didn't hear uh, either of those comments or anything uh, even resembling them. I, I was there at the point in time that morning when it was decided that uh, that he would not go to Anmarn Cemetery. Uh, he decided not to do it because of John Kelly's recommendation. It was entirely a weather-related decision, uh, and I thought the proper thing to do. In other words, the weather was dangerous for the helicopter to land and so forth and so on. Nothing to do with his hair. Nothing to do with calling those 1,800 Marines who lost their lives suckers. Nothing to do with calling the men in that cemetery losers. Does that sound like this president who loves this country, loves the military, loves law enforcement, loves the pomp and circumstance of the military? Of course not. And all we hear is Trump denies the story. Trump denies the story. It's shocking what the media in this country will do. Now, this guy, Jeffrey Goldberg, as I said, he's an Obama slobber, so he wants Biden to win. And he's on CNN today, and he stands by his sources. And Jim Shooter, who interviews him, is a former Obama official. Cut one, go. I'm curious why these people didn't want to go on the record. We're two months from an election, and these are horrible insults to service members. Did, did they explain their thinking as to, as to why they wouldn't put their names to these accounts? Now, by the way, that happens to be a shockingly good question. Here's Goldberg. Go ahead. 
Well, like, you know, like you, when you're faced with the same situation, you always ask for people to go on the record. Sure. And then ultimately you have to make it when they don't want to go. And we both experienced uh, why people don't want to go. They don't want to be inundated with uh, angry tweets. And, now, now, and, now and let, 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 let's stop there. You have a presidential election. This is a shocking effort at character assassination. And you have to make a decision whether people go on the record or not. When tens of millions of Americans have to have to digest this and make a decision, you put it in your magazine or you put it on your website. And these people are anonymous. They don't want to be inundated with angry tweets and all the rest. Mr. Producer, am I inundated with angry tweets? I'm inundated with angry tweets all the time. I have suspicions about who may have been involved in this. I can't voice them. But I have suspicions. And it's a loathsome act of sabotage and treachery. And by the way, it's perfectly timed. Joe Biden's out there. He's angry. He has never been angrier. Never been angrier. He's angry. Angry at what, you idiot? You mental midget. Angry at what? A lie? A smear? Character assassination? It's as if this is an an entire drama that's all set in motion. You see what I'm saying? The media working with the Democrats and the Democrats working with the media. You better believe it. Cut two. Go. You've heard what the president said in calling it uh, a fake disputing it vigorously. Uh, can you tell us your reaction to the president's Now, reaction? this is Andrea Mitchell. She is incapable of asking a serious, journalistic-type question to anybody who's attacking the president. But go ahead. Um, it is not fake. It is real. Uh, this story is extensively sourced. and No, it's uh, not extensively sourced. You got four anonymous sources. How come you didn't ask John Bolton? How come you didn't ask Sarah Huckabee Sanders? How come you didn't ask other people who were around the president at the time? Notice that, ladies and gentlemen? Isn't that a clever little journalistic quote-unquote trick? You got the information you want? Use the anonymous sources you have? Did everybody he speak to? Say exactly the same thing? When you have individuals who are around the president... Can you imagine the story if you had spoken to John Bolton and he said exactly what he told Fox and you heard it twice? Or he spoke to uh, Huckabee Sanders or anybody else who said, no, that didn't happen. He wouldn't have a story. But he wanted to have a story. This is sleazy. Sleazy. Go ahead. Entirely accurate. That's all I can say. This is not the first time, of course, uh, it's probably not the first time today that the president has cast aspersions on journalism that doesn't reflect well on him. All right, fine. We don't need to get into that. Now, Fox says it's talked to two former officials who confirm the Trump quote. Well, why doesn't Fox reveal who they are? What kind of reporting is this? Who are the former officials? I'm sure they're two of the four who are anonymous. So it seems to me the Atlantic and Fox now have an obligation to tell us who they are. 
Well, you know, we have our journalistic practices. No, 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 no. The American people have a right to know 60 days before the election. Really quite appalling. I'll be right back. Love in. Now, I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time. Because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in. Whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty. And they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of conservative thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.4 million Americans receive Imprimus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. There's no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. This is Mark Levin wishing you a happy Labor Day. Now back to the best of me. I just want you to remember, for two and a half or three years, there was always, there were at least one, maybe two breaking stories every day on Russia collusion. We had an email, we had a text. Anonymous sources, sources on the record. FBI sources, oh my God, it was. They were closing in, remember the media? Closing in on the president. Russia collusion. Criminal investigators leaking. Everybody leaking, leaking, leaking on the President of the United States. An innocent man, there was nothing there. This is the same thing. This is the same thing. They are trying to handicap, cripple his campaign. So rather than sending spies into his campaign, like they did four years ago, the reporters will do the hit jobs for them. As of right now, we have absolutely no evidence, not a scintilla of evidence, that this ever occurred. That the discussion ever occurred. And as a lawyer, former federal litigator, I can tell you, when you have somebody like John Bolton, who despises the president, as a witness to events who supports the president's position on those events, you have a great witness. The others are hiding. They're hiding behind Anonymous. I'll be right back. Now, I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. 
That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty. And they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of conservative thought. It's called Primus. 5.4 million Americans receive Primus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. There's no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. You're listening to the best of the Mark Levin Show. Happy Labor Day. Mark Levin, America's passionately cerebral voice. Talk with that voice now. 877-381-3811. One of the things that I find exploitive, if I may say, and I'll mention this first. It's okay. I have to do this a lot. Joe Biden is now using Bo Biden, the late, Bo Biden, who did serve in Iraq, who did get a Bronze Star, who unfortunately passed away from brain cancer, is using him in his ads and he's using him in his comments to conceal his own record. Joe Biden's record with the military is a disaster. He and Obama virtually eviscerated the United States military, undermined it every step of the way showed no respect to the United States military. So Biden will talk about his son, Bo, but he won't talk about his son, Hunter. Because if he brings up Hunter, it doesn't help him politically. So I I am troubled as a father, as a son, at what I'm seeing, these ads, they're very exploitive. Because Joe Biden has no military record. The president doesn't either, but he doesn't pretend to. Joe Biden has no military record. And then he kind of laces in health care at the end of the commercial. That has nothing to do with anything. And he brings it up again today, or brings him up again today. This is about Joe Biden. This is about Joe Biden. Not about Bo Biden. Joe Biden. Joe Biden and the Democrat Party back Black Lives Matter and Antifa. They not only attack verbally and violently law enforcement, which is bad enough, they attack our military. They accuse our military of being imperialistic and colonialistic, and they trash it. So why does Joe Biden tolerate that? Why do the media promote these organizations? Why does the Democrat Party embrace these organizations? If they're so pro-military... When the Marxist anarchists that they support trash our military and trash the men and women in the military. Why is that? So they want to believe the Atlantic, which is in their corner, which is trying to smear, character assassinate the president with anonymous quotes, 
And Fox, as a reporter, has two anonymous, two of the four probably. And then we have people on the record who were there with the president who say never happened. On the record, never happened. Because the people who do it anonymously are cowards. They don't want to be scrutinized. They don't want to be questioned. It has nothing to do with Twitter, for God's sakes. Well, we don't want tweets against us. Absurd. So the Democrat Party embraces anti-American, anti-law enforcement, anti-military, radical, extremist, Marxist, anarchist elements that have been burning our cities, attacking law enforcement, and hate the United States military and say so in their mission statements. Biden embraces them. He doesn't bring up his son, Beau Biden, then. But they want to believe a phony story. A lie. And wait till you hear this. This is how you know it's all play acting. Biden gets very angry. If the article's accurate. He's never been angrier. If the article's accurate. He doesn't demand to know who are these anonymous sources. Who are they? And you can see he's scripted. And in fact, in the middle of this, he looks down at the podium because he's written notes or that notes have been written for him. Because he knows the media are going to ask him about this. Cut four, go. Uh, this morning, in reference to that article in The Atlantic, in a call convened by your campaign, Kazir Khan said that uh, the comments demonstrated that President Trump's life is a testament to selfish, selfishness and that his soul is that of a coward. Now, see that? See that? They have no facts to back up this article, but they just trash the president. And so the question should be to Biden and his campaign in the DNC, aren't the people you support in Antifa and Black Lives Matter and others soulless and selfish and cowards in the way they talk about law enforcement and the military? No, of course not. Go ahead. You've talked about this as a different view of how you see the job of president. But when you hear these remarks, suckers, losers, recoiling from amputees, what are Trump's soul and the life he leads? Now let's stop right there. We are also going to look at the questions that were answered by this, this, this pathetic gaggle of goofballs. Shocking. What a joke the media had become. And I, I watched this today and I immediately posted on my social media. That so far the questions that Biden's being asked by these phony journalists are pathetic. It's right up there. They're pathetic. Shockingly pathetic. Now watch Biden. Listen to this. Go ahead. I'm going to try to be uh, measured in my response. If it's true, and based on other things he said, I believe... So stop right here. You see how it's teed up? You see how this travels? You have this story with anonymous sources. It's pushed out by the Drudge Report and other entities, all kinds of news, left-wing newsrooms, all day long. You have people on the record. The report he didn't mention. We've got Bolton on the record. We've got Huckabee Sanders on the record. We have others on the record who are there and say it didn't happen. Doesn't mention it. Trying to tee it up for Biden. That's how you know this is an inside job. That's how you know this is all phony. Go ahead. I'd ask you all the rhetorical questions. 
How do you feel? How would you feel if you had a kid in Afghanistan right now? How would you feel? He's responding to a story based on anonymous sources. I don't know. How would you feel if you had a kid in Afghanistan right now and the Democrat Party was backing Antifa and Black Lives Matter and the violence and militancy and the hatred toward America that's going on in our country and in our cities today? How would you feel, ladies and gentlemen? Go ahead. If you lost a son, daughter, husband, wife, how would you feel for real? I know that's not your job to express that feeling. But you know. You know in your heart. You See, know this was your... planned. He knew he'd get the question. Go ahead. It's deplorable. It's deplorable. As I've said many times, I'll say again. These folks are the backbone of America. No, that's not true in your mind. Then why did you, Obama, treat the military so shabbily? Do you remember early in his presidency, Obama wouldn't even salute? Remember that, Mr. Producer? How shabbily he treated the military? How he and Obama, basically they cut a deal that you'll only increase defense spending to the extent you increase domestic spending. So if you don't give us a dollar for food stamps, you don't get a dollar for the Marines. Remember all that, ladies and gentlemen? I do. Go ahead. They're the heart, the soul, the grit. That's what patriotism is about. I've probably... I've just never been as disappointed in my whole career. He's looking down now. With a leader that I've worked with, president or otherwise. That if the article is true and it appears to be based on other things he said, it is absolutely damnable. It is a disgrace. So if the article is true and it appears to be based on the things he said, no, it doesn't. And so this is what we call a pseudo-event, as I wrote about an unfreedom of the press, or the president more succinctly puts it, fake news. But it is character assassination. And so now we have Joe Biden standing up for the integrity of the United States military against Donald Trump. Based on what? Based on this article? Look at their records. Look at their records. Who supports the United States military and who didn't? This is why Joe Biden can't run on his record. This is why he has to bring up his deceased son. Bo Biden, this is why he has to trash the President of the United States. But of course, the Atlantic didn't ask other people who are around the President whether the article was true. That is, whether the anonymous sources are true. Let me ask you something, ladies and gentlemen. Wouldn't the first person you go to if you hate the President, you're a liberal magazine, be John Bolton? So why didn't they go to John Bolton? Because this story was planted by disgruntled individuals, perhaps ex-generals. It was planted. And I suspect one or more of the anonymous sources waved 
Jeffrey Goldberg off talking to Bolton or any of the others who are now on the record denying and denouncing this. This is how your media work today. I'll be right back. Now I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time. Because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in. Whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty. And they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of conservative thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.4 million Americans receive Imprimus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. There's no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. This is Mark Levin wishing you a happy Labor Day. Now back to the best of me. How will this story affect the election? How will it affect the president? What story? What is this? This is a fiction until they, until they show us something. What story? Well, we've confirmed from two anonymous... I don't care what you've confirmed from anonymous sources. We have people on the record that say it never happened, including hostile witnesses like John Bolton himself. This is what you're going to get all weekend, so don't watch it. It's Labor Day weekend. It's a holiday weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Screw television news. Just my advice to you. You're not going to want to miss next hour where Mr. Producer has put together... <laughs> it's unbelievable. The questions that Joe Biden fielded today at his so-called press conference. You listen to this and you have to believe that not only did they choose the reporters, but they wrote the questions. I mean, it's so absurd. This is why, again, when I was watching this, I immediately posted on my social sites, on Twitter, Facebook, and Parler, I might add, that these are pathetic journalists and pathetic questions. Just shocking. By the way, the never-Trumpers, the left, they just love this Atlantic story. The Democrats hate the military. They hate law enforcement. They back Antifa. They back Black Lives Matter. Trashes the military. Trashes law enforcement. Trashes America. But wow, we've got this Atlantic story with four anonymous sources. Whoa! What about the the -the on-the-record sources? Ah, Forget about them. But again, I ask the question, some of these Sunday show hosts, you'll know they're frauds if they don't ask this. Why didn't Jeffrey Goldberg, a slobbering Obamanite, why didn't he ask other people who were there, who were willing to speak on the record, if they heard 
the president say those things. So you have an article that just has four anonymous sources. And the reason is there'd be no article, as I said earlier. There'd be no article. And so it's a hit job. President of the United States, cut three, go. Sir, do you need to apologize to service members and veterans? No, it's a fake story written by... So so let's just stop there. Sir, do you need to apologize to service members and veterans? See how it works? Now, unfortunately, there's enough stupid people around us that probably buy this hook, line, and sinker who hate the military anyway and hate our country anyway. But this isn't a substantiated story. Do you owe an apology to service members and veterans? This is a reporter. Go ahead. A magazine that was uh, probably not going to be around much longer, but it was a totally fake story, and that was confirmed by many people who were actually there. Uh, It was a terrible thing that somebody could say the kind of things, and especially to me, because I've done more for the military than almost anybody else. You look at how the VA is doing, it's doing incredibly well. Uh, We got all sorts of things done, from accountability to veterans' choice to everything. And it's got right now, and it's got right now, the highest approval rating that it's ever had, 91% approval rating. It's never been anywhere close to that. Uh, nobody's done what I've done, and that includes salary increases, but it really includes the rebuilding of our military, because as you know, when I came here, our military was totally depleted. Mm-hmm. And those of us who, all of us, watch the president, watch how proud he is of the military, he likes military parades, he brags about the military, the military hardware, he... Uh, He gives out the Medal of Honor and he wants people to honor our vets and so forth. Why would he say something like this? It doesn't even make any sense. But we do know there's ex-generals out there and others who are trying to sabotage this commander-in-chief. It's really quite shocking. But they're out there. And they wouldn't be the first. Just as there were generals who tried to sabotage Abraham Lincoln. When they become highly partisan and highly political. They do do that. They are out there. But I don't know who these people are. Neither do you. And yet the media run with it. Do you owe an apology for the anonymous sources? It's just appalling. Now when we come back you'll see the converse. You'll see a CNN reporter, a CBS reporter, other reporters. How they treat Joe Biden. They almost act like interns in the Clinton White House for Bill Clinton, don't they, Mr. Producer? I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. 
This is the best of Mark Levin. Happy Labor Day. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. So this is just the another effort to sabotage the president's campaign, just as they sought to sabotage the president's campaign in 2016, with the help of the media, of course. And why the hell would you bring on Democrats who hate Trump who will do anything and say anything to elect Biden to comment on a story that is based on no factual information. That is, nothing that you and I can even check. Nothing that you and I can even determine if it's accurate. So they bring these hacks on who start attacking the President of the United States. That's how you know. This is an inside job. It's what it is. It's an inside job. And you know from the first paragraph of the story, it's a lie. Because the Secret Service, with helicopters, when there's a rain event or something like that, particularly when there's a significant rain or weather event, they don't want the president up in the air. And so when they said it was because of his hair, you knew immediately that this was a phony story. And so the Atlantic is a left-wing rag. It's pushed out there, and it's used with their anonymous sources. I want to go to some callers before we, uh, we jump into a few other issues because uh, you have some very, very important things to say. Mike, Trinidad, Colorado, XM Satellite. Mike, you're on the air. Go. Hey, buddy. <clears throat> Mark, I'm a retired Marine Lieutenant Colonel. I went to the inauguration, and the day before the inauguration, I was visiting my father's grave and my mother's grave. They're both buried at Arlington. And on that wow. day before the inauguration, nobody else knew it. But the president arrived, and they shut Arlington down for a moment so they could get him up to the uh, Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. He brought his entire family, and I was privileged enough to not be removed and be able to stand there. while he brought his family to see exactly how important the United States Armed Forces has been to this country. They gave him a, a, just a magnificent brief. His entire family was there. I have pictures of it. And, and that's the kind of guy he is. On the day before the inauguration, wasn't planned. Nobody else was there. Nobody else knows. I'm an eyewitness, not an anonymous source. And I'm mm. a Marine, and I'm damn proud of this president. Well, thank you and your parents. I mean, your service is uh, remarkable. And, but look how they're trying to destroy him. Isn't it unbelievable? It is. And knowing both of Two of the people that might be involved in this, and we don't know if they are, like you said, until it it comes out, if they're brave enough to come out and say anything. The bottom line is this president was there for the express purpose of making his family and helping his family understand the sacrifices of the men and women of the armed forces over the last 244 years. And we know of nothing that he has done, certainly as president, that could possibly even suggest the substantiation of this article. Nothing. No, not at all. Plus, I met both his boys at uh, NRA conventions and had the opportunity to talk to Eric. They're just, you know, first of all, when you look at his family and you see how they turned out, it Mm -hmm. takes one heck of a man and woman, just like you raising your children and me raising mine. Mm -hmm. You can look at those kids and you can see the effort that he put into his family, and now he's putting it into his country for the benefit of all of us. Because he didn't need this damn job. He took it to help us. 
And I, and I hear these, these uh, Democrats, some of whom are vets in Congress, saying, uh, you know, and he uh, skipped the Vietnam War because of bone spurs in his heel. He said, did, did, did Joe Biden serve in, a, in the Vietnam? No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. So, I mean, uh, did, did Barack Obama serve in the military? Not at all. Or did uh, did uh, Kamala Harris serve in the military? No, she missed it. So what the hell are they talking about? Who cares? All right, Mike. Thank you for your service, my friend. Jason, Dallas, Texas, the great WBAP, a veteran. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. How about yourself, Mark? It's an honor to speak with you. Thank you. Very well. I just wanted to say, just as a veteran, and as soon as that story came out, I didn't even give it a chance to be true. I've just All I wanted to say is, I have seen the actions of Trump. No matter what he says, I've just seen his actions, and all that did was tell me enough that that, was, that story was completely false. It is mm-hmm. just about, I just didn't want to give it any credibility, and for him to have to have defend against that story is just amazing to me. And they bring That's people on to comment that. about it. It's unbelievable. It is ridiculous, and, and people who don't even have a clue about the military or how to honor the military for less than fact. And Trump has done everything in his, in his power to do his best to make sure that there is patriotism in this country, and that man has shown it. And that's all i got to say about it. Well, thank you for your service, Jason. Dallas, Portland, Oregon, XM Satellite. Dallas, how are you? Good. How are you, Mark? Very well. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. I just wanted to comment on the uh, the bogus article that came out. I didn't even see it. All I've done is heard uh, pieces of it. I myself am active duty military uh, in the United States Navy, 12 years, and I plan on retiring. Uh, with that being said, under my first eight years under Obama and now the last four under Trump, I will tell you it is absolute night and day. Um, Trump absolutely loves the military. Whether he served or not doesn't really matter. He's just an American who loves his country, and like you said, didn't need to do it, but he did it because he loves us, and he loves us day in and day out. I personally met him in Japan last year on Memorial Day of all days um, that he's being bashed for, and let me tell you, when he shook my hand, I was the only sailor there with a MAGA hat, and he signed it, and I told him it was an honor to have him as our president, and I just loved him so much. He said, I love you too, son, and he gave me my MAGA hat, and he gave me the pen, and he said, take care of yourself. And then not, not too long uh, after that, my father passed away. And I got mm-hmm. a personal letter from him, personally signed again, expressing his condolences and his appreciation, appreciation for my father, who was a Vietnam Marine Corps veteran, um, just thanking him for his service. And as I'll be the first to tell you firsthand that President Trump, is, it's not just on the media, it's in real life, that he actually loves the military. And I couldn't be prouder to serve, and, and, and I love him so much. That's all I got to say, sir. Well, you know what? That's that's a beautiful story, and I, I want you to understand this magazine or this, this site is very left-wing. They were very pro-Obama, so they're very pro-Biden, and they went cherry-picking for disgruntled individuals who wouldn't go on the record, and yet we have people who will go on the record, who were there, who say never happened, and they didn't show up in the article. Isn't that interesting, Dallas? Yeah, it just... It's just another scheme that doesn't fit their, you know, into their narrative of trying to get Trump out of office. But I'm confident that the silent majority will not be so silent a second time around. And I w- I'm willing to bet 80 million versus 63 million 
in 2016 this go around. All right, my friend. Thank you. Bob, Madison, Wisconsin. Sirius Satellite. Bob, go right ahead, please. Hey, Mark. How are you doing? Okay. The uh, articles like what's come out in the Atlantic, one of my I, what I try to do is I try to turn the tactics on uh, on the left. And when I see a post like that on Facebook, you can you can click on uh, the three buttons on the on the post, and I report those uh, um, articles to the Facebook staff, you know, the left left wing liberals there, as false news or. Uh, mm-hmm. How'd I that the go? On them. Well, you don't you don't hear back. But no, of course. what I'm saying is what I'm saying is. You get all your listeners. You're right. saying you uh, fight your... back. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do a campaign like that. People can do what they want. But I like your grit. You're saying fight back. Don't stand up for it. All right, Bob, I appreciate your call. One more for now. Steve, Philadelphia, the great WPHT. Steve, go right ahead. Mark, how are you? Okay. Uh, you know, this says a lot more about uh, our opposition than it does about Trump. I mean, these are some of the most despicable people on the planet we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the, the lie on its face, it's preposterous. It's absurd. I mean, mm-hmm. even if somebody, I mean, Trump, before he was president, he was a builder and a salesman. So he was, he dealt with people. He knew how to speak around people. What sort of a person, I'm not saying he even said it, but if, who, if, if they even thought it, would say it around people and expect that that sort of a remark would be accepted? I mean, that's what I mean. It's, it is so outlandish. We should just be attacking them on the fact that they did coordinate and that they are willing to say something absurd. I mean, it's vile and absurd about another human being. And that, that's what these, these people are. And that doing. doesn't sound like Trump. I mean, it's so ridiculous. Your point is well taken. It's so choreographed. It's so over the top. It's absurd. And by the way, these four anonymous sources, I want to know who all of them are. Because I bet you they're friends. I'll bet you they were a little cabal in the administration, if they exist at all. I'll bet you. And so they compare notes. They talk to each other. You can talk to Frank. You can talk to Sam. You can talk oh, Sally. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, other people, the only people on the record tonight as I speak, who were there with the president the entire time, have said on the record, it never happened. All right, my friend in Philadelphia, city of brotherly love. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. 
You're listening to the best of the Mark Levin Show. Happy Labor Day. Show you how corrupt the media are. They say the president, they, they regurgitate what Biden and his uh, Svengali's put in his ears that come out of his mouth. president has failed to keep America safe. Well, what do they want him to do? They want to pull out the uh, Insurrection Act and send in the United States Marines or the 82nd Airborne or the 101st into these cities? Now, you know they don't want to do that. So what do they want him to do? They don't say, do they? Biden's at a press conference today. He's not even pressing it. What would you do about the riots specifically? What would you do about the China virus specifically? And go down the list. There's a 110-page Communist Manifesto that he signed off on. There's a zillion questions they could ask him. But they don't, and they didn't. Why? You know why. It's the Praetorian Guard, the Democrat Party press. Now we're going to give you a bunch of examples, because I said to Mr. Producer, I watched this. It was unbelievable. Pull the questions. Here's a CNN reporter. Cut five, go. Uh, Last night, President Trump mocked you for wearing a mask and said that this is a sign that you must have some, quote, big issues. He says this even though he knows that, according to scientists and public health officials, wearing masks saves lives. I wonder if you worry that this kind of language that comes from the president of the United States could deter some Americans who are tuning into him to not wear masks. You like that question, folks? Oh, it only gets better. (laughs) Unbelievable. Here's CBS News. Cut six. Go. Let me ask you about another thing the president said last night. He once again suggested to his supporters that they should consider voting twice if they're in one of those states that can allow you to request an absentee ballot, say, fill that out, and then go try voting again in person. State officials have said it's a felony in some cases. Just curious what you make of it. Yeah, what do you make of that? And, of course, we know what the president was doing. He was pointing out how defective this mail-in vote system is. And you see how upset they got? Because they know it too. More from CBS reporter. Cut seven, go. You said today is the angriest you've, you've been as a presidential candidate. Um, but you said you're trying to restrain yourself. Are there are a lot of people out there who are supporting you or are inclined to not vote for the president who would say, why isn't Joe Biden angrier about all of this? What do you think, ladies and gentlemen? Unbelievable, isn't it? The hostility and hatred toward the President of the United States. And then this. This is supposed to be a press conference. They don't have any questions for him? None? Cut eight. Go. Thank you, Mr. Vice President. If I could follow up on Ed's question about voting. We know the President has been attacking mail-in voting. He's even now suggesting his supporters vote twice. We also know that Russia has been trying to sow doubt about the system. Are you concerned at all that this messaging may be working, that your supporters may give up on voting by mail because they're concerned that it may be rigged. (laughs) And it's just shocking. This is why you hate the media. This is why they are the enemy of the people. This is the media that has destroyed the First Amendment and freedom of the press. They've destroyed it. Now, you compare this with any day that Donald Trump is questioned by the media. Any day. And this is why I threw up immediately on my social media site. This is pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. Shockingly so. Even for the media, it's pathetic. 
All right. Rather than beat a dead horse, let us continue. Something big happened today, by the way. Lots of things big happened today, and many of them very good. Listen to this. The President of the United States does deserve the Nobel Peace Prize. The Nobel Peace Prize. He absolutely did. You know, Barack Obama got it for walking into the Oval Office and then finding out where where the restroom is. You know what? Nobel Peace Prize. Donald Trump is making peace in the Middle East. And he didn't get any questions about this, or maybe he got one. This is from the Times of Israel. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said today, not only would Kosovo recognize Israel, but it would open an embassy in Jerusalem, becoming the first Muslim-majority nation to do so. This would never happen under Obama and Biden or Clinton. Never. Earlier Friday, Serbia announced it would move its embassy to Jerusalem. The moves come as part of a U.S.-brokered discussion to normalize economic ties between Belgrade and Pristina. After two days of meeting with Trump administration officials, Serbian president, I can't pronounce it, and Kosovo's prime minister, I can't pronounce it, agreed to cooperate on a range of economic fronts to attract investment and create jobs. The White House announcement provided President Trump with a diplomatic win. Another diplomatic win. It's getting almost no attention. Netanyahu hailed the moves and said Israel would establish diplomatic relations with Kosovo. I mean, Kosovo will be the first Muslim-majority nation to open an embassy in Jerusalem. Serbia has committed to open a commercial office in Jerusalem this month to move its embassy there in July. And you have the UAE and you have other countries to follow, Arab countries, Muslim countries. Peace is breaking out. Thanks in large part to the President of the United States and, of course, the Prime Minister of Israel. But on our side of the globe, the President of the United States. And what are we talking about? An Atlantic article with four anonymous sources all day long? It'll be all weekend long? What about this? Meanwhile, Biden... Trash talk Israel again today. And we'll get back to that after the bottom of the hour. And Richard Grinnell. Richard Grinnell is one of the finest public servants I've ever watched or ever met in two administrations, Reagan and Trump. This guy is the class act of the class act. He just absolutely is. Stick with us. It's compelling. I'll be right back. This is Mark Levin wishing you a happy Labor Day. Now back to the best of me. If you're trying to reach Mark on the air, call him at 877-381-3811. The Mark Levin Radio Show continues. Now I know you love freedom because you listen to this show. The show and everything I do is about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it. It's the same with Hillsdale College. Hillsdale's committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in. Science, music, economics, or business, Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty. 
And they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of conservative thought called Imprimus. 5.4 million Americans receive Imprimus for free every month. And you, friends and fellow freedom lovers, should read it, too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, Levinforhillsdale.com. So Richard Grinnell, former ambassador to Germany, acting director of the DNI, at a press conference today, he's just shocked with all this Mickey Mouse crap about the Atlantic, about the anonymous sources. And he's thinking to himself, do you understand what just took place in the Middle East with Israel, with Kosovo, with Serbia, on top of the UAE? That peace is breaking out? That if any other president were president of the United States when this was taking place, people would be applauding? A Nobel Peace Prize would be in the offing? Well, here's what he says. Listen to how he dresses down the media. Cut 12, go. But I wanted to ask you about another initiative you led. Uh, last year, you kicked off the Trump administration push to decriminalize homosexuality. Yeah, I'm going to just talk about Kosovo and Serbia. I don't know if you can find it on a map, but this is atrocious. I have to tell you guys, you might be too young to understand what this issue is about. Maybe the older journalists should step up and say, this is a big deal. This is a big issue. I'm astounded at what happens in Washington, D.C., and especially in this room. I got to tell you, get substantive. Maybe it's too complicated of an issue for you all. But this is the first time we've had the opportunity to speak with these individuals. Okay, but today's Las Kosovo and Serbia. Let's take a little time and talk about this 21-year issue, Peter. I mean, 21-year issue, we're getting the same questions that are all politics. I don't, you guys don't understand what's happening outside of Washington, D.C. People aren't listening to you anymore. It, it's really a crisis in journalism. And I think it's because people are too young to understand issues like Kosovo and Serbia. How about a substantive question? I don't think any of us came here for a lecture about our questioning. Well, I didn't come here. That was Jeff Mason at Reuters, and he needs a lecture about their questioning, and the first one was NBC's Peter Alexander. They're a disgrace. I've talked about this before. These are all Washington political reporters. And so whether it's the virus, whether it's Kosovo, Serbia, and Israel, whatever it is, it is seen through the spectrum of politics, and even worse, the spectrum of Democrat Party bias of social activism bias. This is how they get hired by Reuters and NBC and the New York Times and Washington Post. Otherwise, they don't have jobs. Now, Biden's in Wilmington today, and this comes up. Kosovo and Serbia and Israel. Cut 11, go. President Trump has just announced uh, an economic normalization deal between Serbia and Kosovo. And part of that deal is Kosovo and Israel having uh, diplomatic normalization. You have stated that you support a two-state solution in the Middle East. Would you support more Muslim-majority countries normalizing relations with Israel 
even though it may mean that the Palestinians will lose leverage in their fight towards a two-state solution. So let's stop right there. The Palestinians will lose leverage. The Palestinians still give funds, American, or, or were giving American dollars, uh, to support Palestinians killing Americans and Israelis. They would get a pension. Donald Trump, under the Taylor Act, cut it off. And there's two great videos from uh, ZOA that I posted on my social sites. Mark Levin Show Facebook, Mark Levin Show Twitter, if you want to check them out. Joe Biden wants to reverse that and continue to give the Palestinians your tax dollars. I mean, these are the kinds of questions a presidential candidate like Joe Biden should be asked. These are the kinds of questions. So he's asked about a two-state solution and the Palestinians losing leverage. What does Biden say? Go. Well, first of all, I'm not, I don't know what the deal is you're referring to, okay? What I have argued relative to Serbia and Kosovo is that Kosovo should be an independent country, not a part of Serbia. I've spent a lot of time there. And so I don't know how... I assume that would reinforce that independence, but I don't know based on what's being said. I think normalization of relations among countries is a, by and large, in almost every instance, a good thing. To have a Muslim-majority country normalizing relations with Israel, in a generic sense, seems positive to me. But I have to know the detail of what's happening, what's going on. And I don't know that, and it may, you may be right, that that would cause the Palestinians to lose leverage in a decision on a two-state solution. Now, how would that cause the Palestinians to lose, quote-unquote, leverage? That Israel and these countries are making peace and having diplomatic relations. Because the Palestinians, their regimes are terrorist whether it's in the uh, Gaza Strip or in the so-called uh, Palestinian Authority territory. Go ahead. Okay. Do you support more countries recognizing Israel? Oh, I do. Absolutely, I do. I do. And I think that's the thing, recognizing Israel as an independent Jewish state. I think that's important. And, uh, but it also, I believe, that Israel has to be prepared to work toward a genuine two-state solution. This is why Obama and Biden never succeeded in the Middle East when it comes to peace. In funding the Iranians, the tune of $150 billion and $1.8 billion, as the president says in cash. Uh, This is why the Obama-Biden administration and the Iran deal, this is why there were such failures. Folks, the Palestinian regimes are terrorist regimes. They don't want peace. They have to take a few basic steps, like recognizing Israel as a Jewish state, just as there are countries that are recognized as Muslim states, agreeing not to slaughter the Jews, and agreeing to things of this sort. But they won't do it. And so you're starting to have countries that have backed these various Palestinian regimes saying, you know what, we just can't do this any longer. 
But even that aside, this is a big thing that took place, right? None of this happened under Obama. None of this happened under Clinton. It's a big thing that took place. I wonder if all these rhinos like Romney are paying attention and Snyder and Whitman and all the other frauds and fools and phonies, if they look at this. If they look at this. Now, listen to this. The CDC, right? The CDC is never wrong, right? According to the media. The Washington Compost. The CDC tells states to plan for coronavirus vaccine as early as November 1. Now listen to this, the title. Raising concerns of political pressure. You know, it's an amazing thing. We should be celebrating the genius of American industry. We should be celebrating the fact that we are in fact turning the corner on this virus. We should be celebrating how we've driven down the mortality rate. We should be celebrating how fewer and fewer hospital beds are needed for coronavirus positive patients. We should be celebrating the amount of testing we're doing. We should be celebrating the fact that we're finding therapeutics. And we should be celebrating that we're ahead of schedule on vaccines. These things save lives. But it raises concerns of political pressure, says the Washington Compost. Where's the evidence for this? I read the piece. It's a paragraph or too long. There's no evidence for this. None. And yet there it is in red on the Drudge Report. There's no evidence. Raising concerns of political pressure from whom? Among whom? The CDC is telling state health officials to be ready to distribute a coronavirus vaccine to healthcare workers and other high-priority groups as soon as November 1. Listen, heightening fears the agency's under pressure to approve a vaccine before Election Day. Fear among whom? Quote, some scientists warn that granting emergency authorization to a vaccine before clinical trials are complete could pose safety dangers and inflame anti-vaccination sentiment. But others say that doing so could save thousands of lives. Well, follow the science. And that's what the president's doing. And he's got this program called Warp Speed. So we are succeeding. We're doing things that never, that nobody thought was possible. So on the one hand, we have Biden saying, uh, Trump didn't act fast enough. Look at what I would do. And nobody knows what he would do. And then on the other hand, things are falling in place. And the media are upset about it. Raising concerns of political pressure. Now let's say you're president of the United States and you put in this program Warp Speed and Pfizer and Johnson & Johnson and other major pharmaceutical companies are saying, look, We've gone through uh, two phases. The third phase we're going through now, but we're looking at the results as we go through it, and they're damn good. So you're present. You know what? Let's wait six more months. Why would you wait six more months? And then out of the other sides of their crooked mouths, we have a new model that says over 400,000 people will be dead by January 1. 
Well, the president's trying to prevent any more deaths. He's not the one that pushed coronavirus-positive patients in the nursing homes and assisted living homes. That's Democrat governors who did that. So he's damned if he does, and he's damned if he doesn't. So the mishandling of the virus by certain governors is Trump's fault. The mishandling of the riots by certain governors and mayors is Trump's fault. And when Trump steps in to try and fix the situation, he's not acting fast enough. He's not protecting Americans. When he's moving at warp speed, quote-unquote, to get vaccinations to the American people, well, that must be political. Shocking. Disgusting. Unbelievable. The Democrat Party will burn this country to the ground if that's what's required to take the presidency, the Senate, and the House. Literally, they will burn this country to the ground. They do not want a fix for this virus before the general election. They do not want these riots to calm down before the general election, despite Biden talking out of both sides of his mouth. Excuse me, mumbling out of both sides of his mouth. They seek to destroy the electoral system. Remember how they talked about getting rid of the electoral college? Because they wanted California to decide the presidency. Incredible. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. This is the best of Mark Levin. Happy Labor Day. The unemployment rate drops from 10.2% to 8.4%. In other words, the unemployment level, number of people out of work as a result of the beginning of this virus, has now been slashed. It's cut in half. And so this is a big deal for American workers. A big deal. And when you consider that New York... California, Illinois, New Jersey still in so many respects have their knee on the throat of their state's economies. It's even more remarkable. So we are turning the corner on the China virus. We are turning the corner on the economy in a significant way. There are positive things that are taking place in this country except In Democrat strongholds. In New York City, as I speak, DeCamio will not open the restaurants for in-room dining. He's killing the restaurant industry in New York City. He's killed the police force in New York City. 9-11, next Friday. When we honor our first responders, I want you to keep in mind what the cameo and these thugs and these hoods have done to our first responders in New York City. I want you to remember what they've done to our first responders in and around Washington, D.C., who responded to the attack on the Pentagon. I want you to remember Black Lives Matter and LeBron James and sportscasters. I want you to remember those cops 
those firefighters, those emergency personnel, and how they, they want the nation to turn on them, to turn on them. Count me out, not turning on them in the least. The economy is turning around fast. The president and his warp speed program on a vaccine. We have never seen anything like this in a hundred years. Ever. Ever. And Joe Biden says he'd do things faster. Joe Biden takes him six months to get from the basement to the top floor of his house. What's he talking about? I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. You're listening to the best of the Mark Levin Show. Happy Labor Day. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. You know, the reason why the framers of the Constitution limited the power of the federal government, that is, limited what areas it could get into and so forth, was because of this. Because now we're one election away from some kind of tyranny, some kind of totalitarian regime. We absolutely are. I'm probably one of the few people who have read the 110-page, effectively, Marxist manifesto that Biden and Bernie Sanders united behind. I'm also going to demonstrate to you, with the help of others, that Joe Biden is a pathological liar. He's always been a pathological liar. He's not just an idiot. He's a pathological liar. And here's what he said just a few weeks ago on August 13th about nationwide mask mandate. Cut, eight, go. It's about saving Americans' lives. So let's institute a mask mandate nationwide, starting immediately, and we will save lives. So he said that in plain English. Plain enough where even Joe Scarborough could understand it. Now, in a press conference yesterday, he lies about it. Hat tip, bright bark, cut 10, go. You had suggested there would be some kind of a federal mandate about masks, and now you're saying... No, no, what, what, people? no, no, here's... What I suggested was, I would ask every person in authority, there's a question whether or not a president under the Constitution could mandate right. everyone wear a mask. And remember, all during the primary, I'd have a lot of people telling me I would, by executive order, do. I'm a constitutionalist. You know, you can't do things the Constitution doesn't. Let's stop there. First of all, he's not, but that is funny. Okay, so he says he didn't say it. Now let's go back to cut eight. Go. 
It's about saving Americans' lives. So let's institute a mask mandate nationwide, starting immediately, and we will save lives. Okay, so he's a liar. He did say it. And he's a pathological liar, meaning there's a pattern to this. This is uh, August, uh, not that long ago, on uh, ABC. Cut 11, go. If you're sworn in come January and we have coronavirus and the flu combining, which many scientists have said is a real possibility, would you be prepared to shut this country down again? I would be prepared to do whatever it takes to save lives because we cannot get the country moving until we control the virus. So if the scientists say shut it down, I would shut it down. I would Hmm. listen to the scientist. No, which scientist? And here he is again yesterday at a press conference. Cut 12, go. The idea that you're going to be able to get the economy back on track without getting COVID under control is completely counterintuitive. It's not there. It can't happen. So unless we're right, able let, to... Let's stop there. First of all, how ridiculous is that? We don't have cancer under control. We don't have heart disease and heart attacks and all kinds of things under control, but the economy must chug along. Because everybody doesn't get these horrific diseases and illnesses, just as everybody doesn't get sick or sickly from uh, the coronavirus. So that's just a preposterous statement. And we know it's preposterous because it's happening. That is, people are working. People are working. You have food on your table. Truckers are trucking. There's fuel at the pump. So it's just a stupid comment. Anyway, go ahead and drastically cut its impact on people's confidence of being able to either go to work or walk into a business or do business, then it doesn't matter a lot. There is going to be no need, in my view, to be able to shut down the whole economy. I got asked by David Muir a question if I was asked to shut everything down. I took that as a generic question, If am I going to follow the science? So now he's backing off from that. He said, I would shut it down. Now, there's no need to shut it all down. He's a pathological liar. Now, what about fracking? What did he say on July 31, 2019, in response to a question from Dana Bash, CNN, on fracking? Cut 13, go. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No, we would, we, would, we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated and no more subsidies for either one of those, either any fossil fuel. Okay, not just no subsidies. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking and Biden administration? No. We would work it out. No. But then he's in Pittsburgh on Monday, and Biden says this, cut 14, go. With a clean energy strategy that is a place for the energy workers right here in western Pennsylvania. I am not banning fracking. Let me say that again. I am not banning fracking. No matter how many times Donald Trump lies about me. Donald Trump doesn't lie about you. You said it. And not only did you say it, it's in your 110-page document that you're going to eliminate fossil fuels. And I would encourage you all, particularly those of you who work in that area or who have businesses that are affected by fossil fuel, to read it. 
Because he's lying to you. Just as he lied about not supporting a nationwide mask, just as he lied about not shutting down the government, if Fauci tells him, excuse me, the country, if Fauci tells him to, cut, to uh, shut down the country. Nobody's making this stuff up. It came out of his mouth and it's in writing. I mean, even with the mask. Kamala Harris, good soldier. She was saying the same thing. Cut nine, Mr. Producer, go. That's what real leadership looks like. We just witnessed real leadership, which is Joe Biden said that as a nation, we should all be wearing a mask for the next three months because it will save lives. They're like obsessed with masks. Except Nancy Pelosi, as she... I told you she looks like Morticia. Oh, my Lord. She's walking into that salon. Her hair is kind of waddling, may I say, with all due respect. I, 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 I just want to blow my hair blown. and I, I, I just want to, I want to have it very, very, you know, really good. And I, I just want it to look good. And they, they told me. They, they told me one person it's okay. So here I am. And one person. What's the problem? One, one per- they owe me an apology. Oh, they owe me an apology. She's a sick, nasty old lady. That's what she is. Eva Pelosi. With all due respect. Eva Pelosi. She's a disgrace. She's a disaster. Now, what about this unrest and rioting? Well, we remember, thanks to a montage, believe it or not, on Twitter, what leading Democrats in the media had to say about uprisings and unrest and harassment. Listen to this one. Cut one, go. I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless. They go low, we kick How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? Biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. I thought he should have punched him in the face. I said, even if you lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murders. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. You would have been a hero. I'd like to punch him in the face. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Punch some people in the face! When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump, and that's a fact. Look as his character is stabbed to death. Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him? I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. A Missouri state senator is under investigation by the Secret Service after saying she hopes President Trump is assassinated. I will go and take Trump out tonight. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. 
and sadly the domestic enemies to our voting system and wow. our honoring our constitution uh, are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They're not going to stop before election day in November and they're not going to stop after election day. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't, they're not going to let up and they should not. If you think we're rallying now, you ain't seen nothing yet. Mm-hmm. Let's slip in one more. Similar, but still, cut to go. Another night of violent protests. Violent protests are continuing across the country. Let's get one thing straight. Bringing Molotov cocktails to public gatherings is not a peaceful protest. Democrats invited it. I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. And you see anybody from that cabinet... Democrats encouraged it. They go low, we kick them. That's what this new Democratic Party is about. Get up in the face of some Congress people. You have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. It's Molotov cocktails and loaded rifle magazines and arson and assault and laser beams blinding police officers. crowd turned on us. It was clear it was organized, and then a mob descended on us. It's no wonder people are taken to the streets, and I support them. They're literally walking up and down the street, breaking every window they see. Violent anarchists have broken windows, destroyed fencing, graffiti buildings. The vast majority of the protests have been peaceful. Society the right to peacefully protest. Let's get one thing straight. The riots are not peaceful protests. Police were ambushed. A couple of bricks. There were a number of officers hurt. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. An elderly couple targeted because of their political views. Democrats bailed them out. New questions about who the Minnesota Freedom Fund is bailing out. Joe Biden's own staff contributed to the Minnesota Freedom Fund. That fund offered bail to serial rape murderers and other violent criminals who are now back on the street. Kamala Harris encouraged her followers to contribute to the Minnesota Freedom Fund. And if Democrats take the Senate, they'll answer to the mob. They're not going to stop before Election Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day, and they should not. These mass protesters are destroying anything they see. The violence and the vandalism are not peaceful protests. Say no to the mob. Mm-hmm. Democrat Party at it again. Every 50 years or so, trying to destroy the country. And that time has come. And so you'll get to pick on Election Day. Liberty or tyranny? Liberty or tyranny? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. 
And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. You're listening to the best of the Mark Levin Show. Happy Labor Day. You know, there's a great book out there called Liberal Privilege, Joe Biden and the Democrats' Defense of the Indefensible by Donald Trump Jr., Donald Trump Jr., how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Mark. How are you? Let me look. I'm doing great. Thank you, sir. Um, your book is terrific. I mean, you really eviscerate Biden, but you do more than that. You eviscerate the Democrats and their agenda. And we had a great, great time on uh, Life, Liberty, and Levin on Sunday. But tell me this. You encapsulate, really, in your one book, the case for your dad's reelection and the case against Joe Biden. Joe Biden's now traveling. What happened? Did the science change? Yeah, well, I don't know. It, it seems like he doesn't travel for very long. He emerges from his basement den, uh, you know, once every couple of months. They get the photo up, then they run with it as though it's an ad, as though he's actually out there campaigning, and then he needs to go back into his burrow uh, and, and hide for a few more days, presumably because he doesn't have the energy to do it. You saw that, right? He went to yeah. Pennsylvania, and they get a couple pictures and the next day, that's the ad, because it's the only ad that he's not in his basement den. Uh, it's really sad, but the media is trying to perpetrate a hoax on the American people, much like the Russia hoax. This hoax that Joe Biden is capable of running this country, that he's not just camouflaged for the radical left. And, yeah, it was awesome to be on your show uh, you know, on Sunday to go through the entire case for the full hour. I got so many compliments of that because so many people had no idea – how much information is out there about Joe Biden that no one's bothered to tell them? Information that would be very damaging, information that any journalist at any other point in history would be all over writing articles. He wouldn't even have a chance to get uh, you know, nominated, let alone win. Uh, and those people, those same quote-unquote journalists, have abdicated their responsibility to inform the American public simply to be radical activists for the far left. Let me ask you this question. Joe Biden um, is now talking about the rioting. You know, he couldn't do it for three months, but he's talking about the rioting now. And he attacks uh, the president. What is it that he would do about the rioting? I mean, he can't even tell the mayors and the governors in his own party to put it down. Well, and and he didn't say anything about it forever. And no one at the DNC, you know, that week-long I Hate America Zoom call that was the DNC, not a single speaker. There were hundreds of Democrats. Not a single person even mentioned it. It was only once prompted by Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon saying, hi, guys, you know, uh, this rioting uh, done by Joe Biden voters, you know, these are not Republican voters. These are not conservatives burning down businesses, uh, you know, trying to set churches on fire, uh, looting uh, stores. Uh, These are Joe Biden voters. But Cuomo and Lemon are there. You know, man, it's it's starting to hurt us in the polling. You know, about 20 minutes later, Biden says, you know, he puts out a very tepid uh, sort of respond. Well, we shouldn't really do this. I go, where have you been for three months, Joe? You know, if something happens with China or with Russia or with Iran or with North Korea, are you going to wait 90 days to respond? Or are you going to be sleeping in the basement? Uh, how can this guy want to be president? I mean, I don't even know that he wants to. I think it's just sort of the natural progression. It's his turn. He's tried three different times. 
He had to drop out the first time for plagiarizing speeches and cheating. You know, that doesn't surprise me. That's what the Democrats, what they're all about at this point. It's truly sad, Mark. It's the first time in American history where you get more, you get more punished for opening up your business to feed your family than you do for looting or committing arson on someone else's business. He has no, no response to the rioting and the violence because most of those people are going to vote Democrat if they vote. And also, right. on the virus, I mean, I don't know what else your father could have done, and neither does Joe Biden, because he has no independent thought process on anything else he would have done, does he? No, but don't forget, I mean, as, as it relates to that, they did have a response. Their response was to not shut down travel from Wuhan. Mm-hmm. Their, their response was that when Donald Trump did that, all of a sudden it was magically racist. Now, Mark, at any other point in time in history, shutting down travel from the epicenter of a deadly viral outbreak, it would be common sense. That would make sense. People would be like, you know, I get it. Understanding it's a tough decision. They said for weeks, even up to a month, you can't do that. It's xenophobic and racist. They're running around. Now, Don Jr., we're going to carry you over at the bottom of the hour if you can stay. I can. All right. We love having you. We'll be right back. The book is Liberal Privilege. Go to Amazon.com and get yourself a copy. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America, now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. This is Mark Levin wishing you a happy Labor Day. Now back to the best of me. Mark Levin, the great one. The great one, Mark Levin. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. Liberal privilege, Joe Biden and the Democrats' defense of the indefensible. That's the book. You can get it on Mark Levin Show Facebook, Mark Levin Show Twitter. We link to Amazon. You can go directly to Amazon. Uh, And we have its author, Donald Trump Jr. Now, Donald Trump Jr., this is an election between liberty and tyranny, isn't it? A hundred percent. I mean, and and that's, you know, I know it sort of gets trite. Every election, Mark, they say that, oh, this is the most important election ever. Just look at the policies. I mean, they're in the book. This really is Marxism at its finest. I mean, Joe Biden is running on Bernie Sanders' platform. That's the Biden-Sanders joint unity platform that's on his website where you, the American taxpayer, have the privilege of a $4 trillion tax hike to cover things like free health care, education, and lawyers for illegal immigrants that will, you know, again, create more of a flood 
our already overwhelmed healthcare systems, our already overwhelmed education systems. You have the privilege of paying for that. Now, you don't have the privilege, Mark, of getting those things for free for yourself or for your kids, even though you've been paying into the tax system forever. Uh, that just doesn't exist. So the disparity between the two parties, you see that. At no other point in time in history could someone with a straight face say, hey, the Democrat Party seems to be tacitly accepting the looting, the rioting, the burning down of cities, and yet they've turned down federal assistance for months from my father while their cities burn, while they have daily riots and attacks and good, hardworking policemen and women are sent to the hospital every night. You know, you have to wonder what's going on in the Democrat Party, and that's the thing. This isn't the Democrat Party anymore. The Democrat Party of your grandfather, even of your parents, is no more. Uh, that party is long gone. This is now the Marxist Party of the radical left. And you don't have to trust me. Just look at their policies. Look at the Web page. Look at Joe Biden's policies that he's delineated. They would destroy our working class. They would destroy our manufacturing. They would make us dependent on China which is what Joe Biden's consistent policies have done over the last 50 years, they would be the destruction of America as we know it. And the media is trying to pretend that he's somehow a moderate. So there's never been a greater disparity. I wrote about this in my first book, which was I understand uh, socialism and communism and these systems because my mother actually escaped from them, Mark. My mother escaped communist Czechoslovakia. She came here legally but escaped it. And my grandfather, who was such a big part of bringing me up, he brought me over there when I was a kid, five, six years old, so that I could understand how blessed we were in America to have the freedoms that we have. The Democrats want to give that all away. It's, a it's absolutely mind-boggling. It's truly insane. I noticed Joe Biden also uh, lies. He's still lying. He lied about the face mask. Now he says, I'm a constitutionalist. And the uh, Lies about uh, shutting down the country. He says, well, I don't think we'd have to do that when he said we would, if Fauci told him to. And then, uh, and then we get the, uh, he's campaigning around Pittsburgh or whatever he's doing. Yep. And he's saying, I, I never said that I would eliminate fracking. He absolutely said he would end fossil fuels. A hundred percent. He said it in the CNN debates. He said it at, you know, the two or three town halls that he's done whenever he's come out of his basement. Uh, it's on his webpage. I mean, they're going to eliminate fossil fuels by 2030. And they're going to eliminate new fracking immediately. I mean, it's right there. I mean, I can read it. Why does he get to lie about it? But more importantly, why does no one in the media, no one so on social media, they're not censoring that video of him lying. It's false. It goes totally against everything that he's said. It goes against what Kamala Harris believes and has stated vociferously out there that she's against these things and that they're going to put an end to it. But the media and social media will allow him to lie to the people of Pennsylvania because they know that fracking creates tens of thousands of jobs. Without fracking, the Pennsylvania economy could be in the dumps. Uh, but they'll let him lie to the people of Pennsylvania there. They won't call him out. They won't fact check him. Uh, they won't put up the little warning signs that these are only partial truths. They let him get away with it. We don't have that privilege. So that's another example of sort of uh, liberal privilege where he can do and say whatever he wants to two different people, depending who it is, even if those statements are in direct conflict with each other. And as long as it helps move the needle forward for Joe Biden and you know the radical Dems, it's okay. It's mm -hmm. fine. It doesn't need to be fact-checked because the media is complicit with the Democrat Party. Journalism no longer exists 
It has been replaced by leftist activism. And then we have this issue of mail-in voting where the Democrats hope to steal the election while pretending that it is they who stand for the integrity of the vote when, in fact, they're creating the narrative that if they're behind, they'll litigate, and, uh, and if, if they're behind, it's Trump's fault and the post office. And if they're ahead, uh, Trump won't leave the White House, so he's a dictator. And, of course, the media play right along, don't they? Of course they do. I mean, they've been running with this narrative. Look at what's happened. I mean, Jerry Nadler... Uh, the congressman from New York City, who no one's going to confuse as a conservative, is literally on the record forever. It was uh, bipartisan politics. Uh, uh, strangely enough, that where they all agreed, there was commissions uh, with Jimmy Carter in this, where you had Republicans and Democrats agreeing that it's ripe for fraud. You look at some of the special elections and some of the primaries that have been happening and done with bail and founding, and 65 days out after the election, they still don't know who won. Uh, I was with uh, I was at a party. Uh, for for a congressman a little while ago, and there was a lieutenant governor there whose daughter lives in New York City. She's leaving now because of fear, but she lived in New York City, and during that special she said she got four ballots to her apartment, to different yeah. names, to her apartment for the same race. Now, none of those people live there anymore, uh, but they were just empty ballots floating around. Anyone could have opened them up, signed them, sent them back in, and had that vote tabulated. I mean, that's what's going on. We know it. We see it. Same thing going on in New Jersey. We had a cat in Atlanta that's been dead for 12 years. Uh, get a ballot in. I mean, this stuff's going on. It's insanity. But again, no matter what, you know, Trump is wrong. He's trying to suppress the vote. Guess what? If you can riot in person, you can vote in person, Mark. Mm-hmm. That's a good line. And uh, the fact of the matter is they're pushing mail-in voting, and they don't want people to show up in person. That's so bizarre, but they do it because after the fact, they want to be able to do what they did in a number of, of congressional districts in, in California and so forth, where Republicans won, then all of a sudden, a week later, the Democrats declared the winner. This has been sleazy. They've been pushing this since March and April. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, mail-in voting, mail-in voting. And the problem is, you know, Don Jr., it's not the post office, although that has its issues, there's no question. These states are not prepared for it, and they know they're not prepared Correct. And that's the part of the chaos that they want. Well, and that's it. You know, they, they try to say Trump's against all mail-in vote. No, there are states that have an absentee ballot system that has been in place for a long time. You, you request it. It's, you know, you have an ID and an address, and, you know, they can verify that it's real. You request it. They send it to you. You fill it in, send it back. We're fine with that. It's that they want to try to create a system. Hey, let's send out 350 million ballots. We'll do it based on the census data of 10 years ago. Hopefully people are still living in the same homes. You know, if you get a wrong ballot, I'm sure you won't just fill it out. And I'm sure they won't ballot harvest like they do all the time. I mean, they're literally trying to steal it from, from underneath us. Now, again, in places, Florida, for example, has a good absentee ballot system. It's worked well for years. We're 100% fine with that. That's not the narrative that you hear. Um, you know, Trump wants you to get sick for voting in person. It's like, wait a second. Like, even Fauci said you think you can vote for person. Even these people are coming out and saying there's no reason you can't take precautions uh, and be reasonable. Go vote and then Purell your hands. It's not rocket science. <laughs> and in a state that has an established system like absentee balloting, you know what? If you feel more comfortable, do that. But this notion that we're just going to blanket try a state that, you know, they're incompetent as they are with Democrat leadership. You've seen what's going on for the last few months. Hey, let's try something new and hope that the 40 million people of California get it right, even though it's going to be a, you know, a dry run. Let's just hope we get it right. I don't think we can entrust our democracy, especially to these clowns in government who have failed so many times already with these kind of policies.
By the way, you bring up California. That's another interesting point. They run up the vote in California because that's a, an iron-fisted, one-party state. Uh, and then they say, look, we won the popular vote, and Trump only won the Electoral College. Well, if you take California out of it, Trump won the popular vote and the Electoral College. Well, correct. But, you know, again, and if that was how the game was played, my father would have campaigned in California, Mark. You know, mm-hmm. he would have campaigned in New York. He would have spent more time there, and he could have won a lot more votes. Uh, that's not the way it works, you know. And our Constitution and, and our, the, you know, our founding fathers designed it so that people in those big places couldn't just decide what happens in the rest of the country. So, you know, Hillary Clinton, you're talking about not conceding elections it's as though she hasn't still conceded 2016. Yeah, exactly. Stacey Abrams is the governor of Georgia. Obviously, she <laughs> she says she won that, so she must. The media gives her just as much attention as they do the actual governor, who won by 60,000 votes. But that is what they do. When they lose, when they don't have an end, they change the game. Hillary Clinton's playing a different game. She won in some magical world that doesn't actually exist, but they give her the credibility as though she did. So, you know, if, if it was just a pure popular vote, we'd campaign in those places. We could actually probably do pretty well if we campaigned in California, especially now, after they've seen results from this administration and after they've seen incompetence from the left. And that's not California. That could be any of these Democrat states. Look at New York. I mean, 50 out of 50 in terms of COVID-19 response, sending old people back into nursing homes to die. Pennsylvania, the same thing. Uh, you know, sending them back into nursing homes to die when we knew that they were the most vulnerable, when we knew that the elderly and those with pre-existing condition, which often go hand in hand, were the most vulnerable, you know, incompetent, Democrat leadership put those people back into nursing homes so they could infect others to die. But, you know, Andrew Cuomo's hailed, is heralded as this great hero of COVID-19. I was like, I've never seen people willing to give the last place finisher the first place prize. It's, it's mm-hmm. truly astounding. It's, we're living in bizarro world, Mark. I want to encourage you folks to get this book. Certainly before the election. It's a very, very important book. Liberal Privilege, Joe Biden and the Democrats' Defense of the Indefensible. Everything we've discussed just now is in the book and a ton more. It is a compelling, intriguing book. And you lay out a lot of information about Biden that I certainly didn't know. You go to Amazon.com or if you're on my social sites, Mark Levin Show Facebook, Mark Levin Show Twitter. We'll link to it there. You can get it right now. But if you order it now, you'll get it tomorrow. The book, again, Liberal Privilege, Joe Biden and the Democrats' Defense of the Indefensible. Great book, Don, and I wish you continued success. Thank you very much, Mark. I really appreciate it, and it's great being with you as always. Same here, and God bless. That is one smart guy. Isn't he, Mr. Producer? I mean, he is sharp, he is smart. The book is terrific. And he did something interesting. He decided, and he could have gotten a lot of money. I'm not going to one of these liberal publishers. I'm going to publish this book myself. Because he's a businessman. I'm stuck with a liberal publisher. I can't get out. I've tried. But he's not. The book is Liberal Privilege, Joe Biden and the Democrats' Defense of the Indefensible. I mean, it covers the whole landscape. The research is enormous. He's got 50 pages of endnotes if you want to check it out. And, of course, the left either attacks him or ignores him. But not here. It's a great book. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong 
and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. You're listening to the best of the Mark Levin Show. Happy Labor Day. My favorite platform is this one, radio. And I want to thank all of you who are out there listening to this program. These are very, very tough times. I know. And it's tough to get through these days sometimes. But we're in this together. I view this as our national town hall meeting. Where those of us who love this country, who intend to defend this country, who intend to reelect this president, meet. And I understand the time that this show runs, particularly in the East Coast and the Midwest, it's often dinner time. But that's what radios are for. You just tune it in right at the dinner table. That's what my mother-in-law and my, uh, my wonderful deceased father-in-law used to do. In fact, that's what my parents used to do. But anyway, I cannot thank you enough for being here. And I've been away, really, on, uh, on family matters. And I'm back now in the saddle, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate you out there and how important it is that we stay together, there are tens of millions of us, that we do not let down our guard, and that we are resolute about what's going on in this country. And it is very, very important that you are the Thomas Paines and the Paul Revere's, that you are the ones who spread the word. Use your email list, use your texting list, or just use your neighborliness, when you're walking a dog or when you're outside. Don't be afraid. Don't be concerned. you got to make the case, because if you don't make the case, nobody else will. We can't rely on billionaires and millionaires to fund the campaign. We can't rely on campaign workers. They're all great. But we are citizens. We are citizen patriots. That's why you're here. That's why I'm here. We must advance the cause of liberty. We have men and women throughout our history who have fought and died. There are men and women who have lost limbs, have lost their sight, have had horrific injuries and casualties. We don't have to lose anything, but we'll lose everything if we don't step up to the plate. We must. So maybe you have a child, voting age. Maybe they're kind of liberal. Maybe they don't want to get into politics. Use your psychological skills. Use your, use your convi- be able to convince them. Talk to them. You don't have to browbeat them. But explain what's at stake in this election. Their future's at stake. It's interesting. A lot of young people are very, very uh, skeptical. And rightly, about authority. And yet it's the authoritarians, the authoritarians, 
in our universities, in the media, and politics who wish to take over this country. The fact of the matter is, whether you live in the suburbs, whether you live in a rural area, whether you're a farmer or a trucker, whether you're, whether you're a teacher, whatever you are, it's all about liberty and individualism. We love our founding, we love our country, and we don't want to see it burned to the ground. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. I'll see you right here tomorrow, God willing, at our national town hall meeting. God bless you all, and have a good evening. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.